All right, guys. What is the crack? Another podcast here. I have a great guest on him. Look, this guy's an interesting guy, okay? And I'm looking forward to finding out a bit more. So, guys, just like to introduce you to uh, Carl Davidson from Cashflow Club Ireland. But I know that's not the only thing you do. So, I'm going to let you take it away and, and tell us <laughs> what you're up to. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that, Dini. So, uh, by trade, I, I'm an engineer, you know, over nearly 10 years in the semiconductor industry. Um, and it's given me a lot of. Um, knowledge you know in terms of businesses in terms of people dealing with people you know that sort of stuff but but also you know I started getting into the kind of entrepreneurial endeavors when I was about 10 <laughs> um, so when I was 10 you know if I'm going to start from the start I might as well start when I, when I was younger so when I was 10 um, you know not, not to get too uh, inundated with you know personal stuff as well because obviously I respect my family and stuff like that but you know my mom and dad split up when I was eight right so at around 10 I was kind of you know looking at you know making money you know the traditional like going around cutting grass I didn't do that but I did do you know an, a, a paper route around around my estate so I was getting like five euro or five pound I think it was back then that shows my age, didn't he? <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I was getting five pounds to deliver 200 um, papers. So that was kind of my first, you know, way of kind of earning money. And, I, and that was, you know, trading my time for money. Like, um, And then 16 came. I remember when I was 16, I was like, right, time to legally get a job now in Ireland. So I got a job in the K Club. I worked there for four years. Again, surrounding myself with, massive amount of wealth in the K club like you know i've seen um you know so many people from like all different walks of life different businesses big entrepreneurs like you know people coming in from dubai the french secret service don't tell anyone about that <laughs> um and then like just being around that kind of wealth i was at geo uh, john franco zola's birthday party as well that was a that was a cool one as well. so, <laughs> yeah absolutely um saw a good few like the irish ray houghton noel queen all these boys like you know it was absolutely incredible just to be around that and just kind of take it all in but i still didn't know how they accumulated all this wealth how did they what did they do of course yeah some of them are footballers but like after that, like, what happens? Like, you know, okay, they go into business. But how do they go into business? So I then went into engineering. I was good at, you know, physics. I was good at maths. Um, you know, numbers are kind of my thing, but they're not my thing, if you get me. Like, um, you know, it's a bit of a bit of a kind of weird situation there. I have got going with numbers. But <clears throat> so anyway, um, I finished my degree when I was 20. I went in at 17 for the first six months. I couldn't drink. So all the lads were all drinking out in the pub. So I was still getting my brother's uh, ID as well, you know. So that was great crack. Um, and then finished when I was 20. But I remember I got offered a job. So I finished up at the end of May and I got offered a job in around the April time frame. And I remember just saying to myself, well, is this it? You know, is this, you know, I'm, I'm finished, my, finished my electrical engineering degree. And is this it now? I remember sitting in the DIT Kevin Street um, canteen. And if, if anyone's gone to DIT Kevin Street canteen, they know what the canteen is like. But I remember just sitting there to myself and I was like, right, is this it? Do I now have to work for another 40 soon, probably to be 50 years? Um, and I was like, right, well, and it was at that point I was kind of like, there has to be another way or something, you know, there has to, like, not everybody does that. 
you know the majority of people do and it's great it's fantastic we have the societies that you know you know we need we need those type of people in our lives nurses doctors garda you know all that sort of stuff and it's fantastic but you know it, it comes to a certain time in your life when you realize right is it for me right and at that point that came to me when i was 25 so five years traveling around you know working on some of the most advanced on the advanced semiconductor machines in the world um, that make all these fancy microchips that are in apple computers and phones and all that sort of stuff so um 25 hit me i met a girl who then turned out to you know a couple of months later i, I proposed to her and uh, yeah so we've been married ever since so that's brona my, my my wife and yeah she introduced me to rich that poor dad and that was it that was the biggest you know it was it like without getting too like spiritual or religious it was a it was a rebirth it was a it was a whole phase shift and reading that just made me just think differently and I was like ah that was the that was the thing that made me kind of think right this is it now I know what I want to do in my life and then maybe what, Carl yeah. just for just for the lads who are listening who don't <laughs> yeah, know what Rich Dad Poor Dad is oh tell us a tiny bit about that Whoa, uh, the rich don't work for money. Uh, they work <laughs> for assets. Um, you know, they work for assets, which allows them to obviously, you know, accumulate the luxuries if they want. Um, it's basically, it's it's a financial education book. Um, yeah. Some people say it's a little bit like a self-help book. Um, yeah. You know, a, a personal finance book. Um, people can even get triggered by it as well like just even the word rich like they just get triggered by it and they won't even read it like you know um and it's it's fascinating i, I find the psychology behind the money side and the wealth and the currency more fascinating than actually like you know doing it earning it and stuff like that but yeah it's a great book it's it's changed my life i recommend it to everyone that i talk to you know about financial education whether it's crypto anything like you know, I'll, I'll recommend it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a good starting block. From there, you can kind of get going, you know. Yeah, so, I, think it, yeah. I think it helps you. It doesn't tell you exactly what to do, but it sort of teaches yeah. you how to think differently because that's what yeah. I say to people. Um, when I lived in a mobile home, I still, I'm still the same silly head. It's just that I think differently <laughs> now. That yeah. I'm, and I, I understand how to, how to generate wealth. And I didn't yeah. when I had no money. I struggled with that stuff. And... And yeah. I'd also be a big fan. And Robert Kiyosaki is the author there for anyone who's, who's unfamiliar with it. I'm sure most people have heard of Robert Kiyosaki. But if you haven't, you need to go and read yeah. that for that. <laughs> yeah. I'll stand over and say I'll recommend it too. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. That's awesome, Carl. So yeah. where are we up to now? Right now, 31 years of age. Um, you know, Married for the last couple of years. Had different uh, businesses, online businesses as well. We just started... We're going to be starting a new gold and silver business now, actually tonight. Um, so we're working out a few numbers, going over a few things, a um, bit of information as well. Um, I dabbled and have a crypto business as well. Um, started that, I believe, in around September of 2020. So during the whole time of the, the whole world, you know, going into the pandemic and crisis and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it was actually 2018, you know, we started actually investing heavily into, into gold and silver, like, um, you know, and, and, you know, whether that's bars, you know, big bars or whether that's a few coins here and there. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's kind of where we're at now. We, we launched the business back in January, 2020, 
then we decided to kind of change a little bit pivot it in a different direction and just to give us a bit of breathing space as well so now with this gold and silver business along with like the crypto business as well and i've got clients as well so find out like i you know i just want to put it out there as well that this disclaimer you know i'm not like a financial advisor and um, it's it's all based on education and teachings as well like that which is so important because i realize education changes situations you know, Eric Thomas says that education changes situations. So the more educated you get in anything, in anything, it can change your situation completely. Like it doesn't have to be crypto. Obviously, I know we're talking about crypto. It doesn't have to be crypto. It doesn't have to be gold. It doesn't have to yeah. be an online business, traditional brick and mortar business. It can be anything like, you know, so, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so let me let me rewind you a little bit and tell me about yeah, this yeah. gold business. How's it going to work? Are you going to sell gold or? What's... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it at wholesale and uh, then yeah, distribute it out. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be I won't say too much to give it away, but sure. uh, yeah, it's gonna be um it's gonna be an interesting one. Like so, look, and at the end of the day, like you know, everything that you do is just the compound effect. You know, it's you, you got to start somewhere. So like, it's the start that stops most people, right? And you know, and it's the same with fitness as well. Like I. I constantly use the the whole fitness trainer analogy to having like a financial mentor as well. You know, it's, it's, you know, you got to start somewhere. You got to counter macros. You got to budget, you know, you got to put in the work, you got to sell, you know, sales equals income. So yeah, it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> Deadly. So and are you, is it going to be like an online or are you going to have actual bricks and mortar? Yeah. Store? yeah no, I won't have bricks and mortar. It's going to be online. Um, there will be like let's say like a an online vault as well but then you can get the physical silver and gold if you wish as well and i i deal with physical silver i've got a, a vault as well so i'm i'm super super happy about that as well you know there's something you know when you when you get outside of the system you know and i'm sure we're going to touch about like talk about that as well like when you get outside of the system and you have a different perspective on the system then Anything that is outside of the system excites you. It doesn't matter. Like if you're an entrepreneur and an investor, it should, not, not all of it, but it should excite you, you know, because you're moving closer towards your goals. You're helping more people. And that's the biggest thing that I got from my financial education is, and I, I, I particularly when people get triggered by money, because we have this, we have this narrative that like the rich are greedy. And of course, some rich are greedy. And some, you know, working class people are greedy and some poor people are greedy. You know, there's times in your own life where you you'll take the extra bit of cake, you know, to feed your greed. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. it's not a, it's not a, it, it's, it's a bad thing, of course, you know, but it's not just the rich are greedy. Like everyone can be greedy. It's just a matter about like, right, being able to be like, right, no, that's too much greed or how much is too much greed? You know, that's that's a whole different perspective. Right. But what I real, really realized about making more money and generating more wealth is the more people that you can help. And I, and I want to really focus in on this. And for your listeners, Dini, is that like if you have X amount of money, let's say you have, and I say this time and time again, because I want to drill at home to people. If you have a thousand euro in your bank account, you know, you can only help X amount of people with that thousand euro. But if you had a hundred thousand euro in your bank account, you can you can help X plus more people. 
So it's all about helping, giving back as well, you know. So I just want to make that, you know, put it out there as well, because like you have to give in order to receive. You can't just keep and 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 take and you know keep like and hold on to it as well, because you know the Egyptians tried that and they got robbed. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> you a, know it's a scarcity so, mindset. I used to suffer yeah. from it, and yeah. I never wanted to invest my money. Yeah, and it was absolutely. only when I learned that if I can spend money on a course and it teaches me how to make more money, well, 100%. what are you doing hodling your money in the bank when you, if you can yeah. spend it, they tell you how yeah. to add a zero to what you're sitting in the bank and then you, exactly. then you can afford a better course, which you can add a zero, another zero. So you yeah. sort of, the lesson I always say is if I can spend one euro to earn two back, well, what are you even thinking about it for? Every time you exactly. get that euro, just get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. You know, turn it into two. But it's, yeah. it's exactly what you're talking about. So you understand the physical, yeah. like physical money will will say like gold and silver. Yeah. Real, real money will say. Real money. Yeah, real not money. currency. <laughs> not, so you understand not value. <laughs> How is your understanding? Would you would you go with the, the narrative that Bitcoin is the materialized version of gold or how does that sit with you? Uh, I, I would think so. I know it's been kind of like, you know, banned or, or not banned. Uh, like it's been thrown around uh, like a oh, big, Bitcoin's the new silver. Like anyone that is an investor will understand that they're in two totally different asset classes. So Bitcoin's in your digital or you know nearly paper asset, but more so digital asset. Gold, silver, precious metals, commodities. It's 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 in different asset class. So the, kind of compare them is not really correct. Let's say you know, and you can compare them because like you have you could get access to them you can get access to both gold silver you can get access to crypto like you know it's it's just as easy to buy crypto as it is to buy gold and silver like you know um but did i answer your question there Dinny? i kind of <laughs> think i went off on a little bit of a tangent <laughs> no not fully i'm still waiting to see. so so you wouldn't agree that a bitcoin is gold 2.0 then you don't um, see Bitcoin dematerializing gold. You don't see Bitcoin demonetizing gold over the next ten years. Definitely not. No, I think I see it as a as an add-on. I see it as a as a you know a part of your portfolio. If you look at any of the big investors, any of the, the true big investors, they will have gold, silver. They will have property. They will have you know traditional brick and mortar businesses, and they'll also have crypto. Like you know, so like it's 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 about having being diversified and not just diversified in one asset class as well you know so um it's it's it has i have heard that you know oh you know bitcoin is the new like new gold and in a sense you know it's it's a new way of exchanging you know value you know just like gold and silver like you know it's a new way of exchanging value that we haven't had in you know since we started printing money and you know made banknotes and stuff but it's been always then kind of coming back to then thousands of years gold silver you know so yeah so it's it's an interesting one there dinny now interesting one <laughs> i'll hit you with a hard question now yeah <laughs> go for it so we've higher inflation levels than yes. you or i are on this planet and gold is the hedge against inflation absolutely why has it not performed in your investment thesis? Oh, that is a good question. Um, well, uh, I, I, I don't know, Dinny. I, I, I'm not like you know. I, I, I wouldn't know. You know, 
I'm surprised that it hasn't performed in in the same sense as Bitcoin, like in terms of like the, the percentages, like um, but I think because people don't like change, they're they're afraid to adapt, you know, they're afraid to go forth with like let's say Bitcoin cryptocurrency and stuff like that. So they kind of want to invest with what they know as well. But well, that, order... that's, that, that's what I would have thought. And But yeah. uh, like, I'm asking the question because I was stumped as well. I expected gold yeah. to do better in 2020. I was like, mm. load up because uh, yeah, yeah. money printers are going, burr. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you need to be in gold. But then yeah. like two years later, it's done nothing. But mm. cryptos have performed. So like the, a lot of the money or some of the money has to have, instead of choosing the physical, it's chosen the digital. Like, so yeah, I'm yeah. just sort of pushing back a little bit to, just to see yeah. You already have a reason for, for why that happened because I was as confused as you. No, I don't think yeah. gold is broken. I just think it's a slow mover. Gold might yeah. do anything for a decade and then 2030, it reprices itself to 10 grand or something. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. I think as well, like it's, it's an interesting one. You got to look at the governments, right? You got to look at what they're doing and you got to look at the, the top countries in the world. Um, who, who, what's the top country in the world that has the most amount of gold? Like they're the ones that make the rules. So like, you know, they, and you know, I know we're not governed by them, like, but we are. Um, and I think when you have, like, historically, when you have the gold and the silver, you know, it's the, the one with the most gold and silver at the table wins, you know, because yeah. they, like, I, I don't know why that is. It, it is, you know, and, you know, if you look at the big countries, they're, they're the, the number one, the number two is number three is like, um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it, like, with, with, the progression of technology over the, the last like 20 30 years where there's more com computing power in their phone than you know geez 20 30 years ago like the, the size of like a transistor that the microchip was absolutely massive whereas now it's nanotechnology like you know it's just easier for the retail investor it's just easier for you know the ordinary joe schmo to get into bitcoin whereas like i still get asked like by people who are on this planet 50 60 70 years how do i get gold and silver like you know yeah. and i'm like but i think in, in a subconscious level we all know that like if you don't have to have a lot but if you have gold and silver there's that there's that you know protection or even generation feel you know to it um and i think it's it's not not that it's swaying towards more of crypto it's just more people are getting interested in crypto because they're seeing the returns and they're like wow like you know i can literally invest a little bit i'm not saying do you know do what you need to do and um, but like if i do invest in a bit of cryptocurrency and then hold it you know for a year two three years and boom like i could be buying a new house like you know depending on how much you put in so it's it's a, it's a really interesting one like and time will tell you know, that's, that's right. a big one, Danny. So, so yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. So the volatility in it mm. is more attractive to the retail investor rather than, you know, buying a bit of sil silver coins or gold mm. coins. They're not going to do a 10x. Yeah. You know, so I suppose if you're, you're going to take the more speculative bet, it's like the lotto ticket. You want you want, <laughs> you want the one that's gonna give you the most bang for your for yeah. your book, I suppose. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Tell us a little bit about Cashflow Club Ireland because that's pretty interesting. What you're at there. Yeah. So, wow. Good question. Um. 
we started that back in, I think it was 2016, 2017. And um, we were doing obviously a lot of travel. And my wife, I think it was like, at two, she couldn't sleep. It was two or three o'clock in the morning or something. The next day she said, like, let's, let's set up a cash flow club in Ireland. And we, I was like, all right, fair enough. Like, you know, and she's, she's the brains behind the operation. I'm just a beauty here. Didn't you? <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, so we decided, okay, uh, set up a Facebook group and we started holding a few events and then we, we, you know, we traveled over to China. We spent some, you know, time in China. And just to explain to us about, about cash flow for, for people who've never heard of yeah. it. Right. That, that's actually that's actually a great question. Right. So cash flow, the easiest way of explaining the cash flow board game is it's like monopoly, but kind of like on steroids. But it gives you a, it gives you an introspective look about how you deal, not just with money or currency, but how you deal with situations and people as well. So, you know, and not not to like not to give too much away, because like I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to have have you know get have people you know try and make a, an idea of oh is it for them like it's a board game it's a bit of fun it's a bit of crack like we've played it online like you know it's 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 a bit of crack like but it also you know it can help you so much like i remember the first time i played it i did exactly what i was programmed to do and i ended up going broke and i ended up you know, just getting in massive amount of debt. And it was the biggest learning for me ever. I remember it was like, we, we went, we spent the weekend down in Galway and, you know, it was raining down in Galway, of course. And we said, right, we'll play a bit of cash flow. And I did like within the first, it was about five, six, seven goes. You know, I, I did exactly what I was programmed to do by society. And it like, I just was broke. And I was like, wow. That was my biggest learning, like one of my biggest learnings. And it's a fantastic game, you know, and we, we host regular um, cash flow board games. Obviously, with the whole pandemic and stuff like that, we couldn't do it. You know, we, we you know, just the whole logistics of it was just an absolute nightmare. It's, uh, people brought it online and stuff like that. And you can play it online. It's just not the same. I prefer people, you know, for interacting with people. Yeah. I think that's a, it's it, you know, it's it's more enjoyable. It's more collaborative. And yeah, it's it's fantastic. And I think we'll have another event coming up maybe at the March. I was gonna say the end of February, but probably the March time frame. So keep an eye out on it on the on the Cash Flow Club Ireland group. So yeah, it's awesome. We played online and yeah. It's so you just get used to actually trying to run your own balance sheet. Yes. And just basically cash flowing you as a person, like a company yeah. does, like we do for our yeah. companies, we use balance sheets. Absolutely. Yeah. People never think of them for their own personal finances. So you actually know yeah. what's coming in and what's going out first before you even start trying to accumulate wealth. You need to know what, what position you're in, you're in and what assets you hold and what liabilities you hold. And obviously the game is to get more assets than liabilities. It sounds easy, but I think the cash flow board game, for me, it taught me, well, unless it's down on paper, you're just, as yeah. you say, farting around. And when you're farting around, <laughs> you're just going to do what you're conditioned to do. And what you're conditioned yeah. to do is, well, like we don't get any financial education in school. So yeah. You know, we, we generally, we do poorly at it unless we, we externally <laughs> educate ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And learning to do a cash flow, um, a financial statement, like, is, is just oh, amazing. Massive. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's so basic, but yet, like, it's so transformative as well. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like I, I know people that, like, top, top 
executives like accountants and stuff like that and i asked them like do you have a budget and they're like no and i'm like but that they work the balance that they work the budgets for these companies i'm like you need to take control of that like you need to be responsible for your own growth your own like wealth generation you don't want to be growing someone else's business you want to grow you and then if or when you decide to you know make your business then you grow that like yeah it's funny sometimes like we'll do stuff for you know when people have jobs they'll always tell me how organized they are and everything yeah and then like in their own personal life i'm like why don't you do all that stuff because you're really good at it you just don't do it for you (laughs) do you know why like part of the reason that is is because they're not actually getting paid for it up front they don't they like and that's the difference between the, the the entrepreneurial mindset and then the employee mindset and you know this instant gratification that they get you know it's like okay i'll do this job and i get paid and we've been conditioned all of our life from the ages of like you know three four five all the way up to school you know past school into the job and and that's like it can be okay but if you if you don't like it then you have to change it you have to look outside like when you start looking outside, getting the information off yourself when it comes to crypto and stuff like that, then you start looking inside and it's like, right, what do I have to change, you know, in order to achieve my goals, in order to achieve my financial goals as well, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I've always been that way that I've... Nice. I don't know, like, I, I, I have no problem working for free for years if I'm building yeah. something, if I'm passionate Absolutely. about it. It's like, 100%. the money's not something. I don't need to get paid off it now. Maybe it's just that, yeah. I, like yourself, I've been an entrepreneur for... 13 years nearly now that I understand you don't start a business and earn money like you don't get a paycheck yeah. at the end of the, the month of yeah. the first business you might do five years of grind and graft <laughs> and it might just fail yeah <laughs> but yeah. one that succeeds but like it's not like hours in means money in the bank certainly not when you're an entrepreneur like I think uh I had um I had game on from Dublin chauffeur services uh there last week and uh, and he was the very same it's like when you become an entrepreneur like you go from working 40 hours a week to 100 hours a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but but it, it it's kind of because you're 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 working on your own passion, maybe yes. you deal with it better like and yeah. it's kind of interesting as you say it's it's not for everyone. I've been employee and entrepreneur and I see yeah. great things on both sides and the grass is always greener, you know, when you're an entrepreneur you're like, "Oh, I wish I could just go away on holidays and just yeah. tell someone I'm going away and not have to answer the phone or do all the stuff. And then when it, when, when I was an employee, you're like, oh, I wish I was the boss here and I could just do this, exactly. that and the other. Like, so there's exactly. pros and cons with, with everything. Exactly. Um, into crypto, talk to me a little yes. bit. Have you, what have you looked at? Have you looked at NFTs yeah. or DeFi or? Yeah, so I, I started getting into crypto. I heard of crypto back, you know, a few years ago. It's, I'd say around the, 2016 17 mark didn't really think much of it like you know not not that it was like not that i'm skeptical like you know i think a lot of people you can be skeptical physical yeah (laughs) no you can you can be skeptical or you can be rich but you can't be both yeah but with the skepticism you can get you can be a critical thinker if you're going to dismiss something without any sort of information or do any sort of courses on it. That's the height of ignorance and closed minds don't get fed. Right. And that's, that's, that's it. You know, you're going to stay exactly the way you are. 
And, you know, that's it. You're going to keep complaining. You're going to, you know, blah, 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 right? You're going to say all what you've been repeating yourself for 20, 30, 40 years, right? So when when I started getting into crypto, like I didn't, I didn't fully understand it. Like, but I said, no, like this, you know, like, my brain works in a way that like I will when I when I see something, I don't necessarily get it straight away. I need to study it. I need to analyze it a little bit. I need to, you know, think about all the different scenarios. Like I, I started to learn how to play chess in 2018 when I was in China, believe it or not. And it was like all about the strategic moves and stuff like that. And you have to be in a way as an entrepreneur, you have to have a strategy. You know, you have to have an exit strategy. You have to have a marketing strategy, sales strategy, branding strategy. You have to have some sort of plan. So when I saw kind of crypto in 2006 or 2016, 2017, I didn't know much. It was just at my early start of financial education. I hadn't, hadn't a real clue. I only listened to people that said, oh, that's, that's a load of hokum, blah, blah, blah. Don't go near. It's too, too volatile, blah, blah, blah. All this sort of stuff, right? But then I started, you know, having a bit more of an open mind and started going, well, well, hold on a minute here. Like, you know, there's bigger people, you know, getting involved in this. Like, yeah. let's, let's start looking into this, like, you know. Um, and then, you know, I was like, OK, fair enough. Like, you know, and, and what's what's the worst that can happen, Dinny, at the end of the day? Like, you lose a bit of money, you know. OK, yeah, you can lose a lot of money, but, you know, at the end of the day, you get it back. If, if you're able to make a substantial amount of money, then your wealth thermometer should be able to get that back relatively soon. You know, that's why all these big billionaires and multimillionaires, they go broke and everyone's like, oh my God, you see your man there or your woman there, she went broke. And like within the next couple of years, they've made even more because the wealth thermometer is up there. So if you lose money, so what? You get it back. You know, you don't like when you lose time, that's it, that's gone. But you lose money, you can get it back all the time. Like, so I never take, you know, the fact that, oh, I've lost money and, in, in any sort of industry as like a loss it's never a loss it's always a learning like you know without get too motivational there Dinny. like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it, like it's all a learning like and at the end of the day you don't want to be on your deathbed at like an 80 years of age or 85 and be like oh my god remember that 500 euro that i lost on on crypto like oh my god i really regret that you're not going to remember that like you know because you're going to have such a buzz collected more information more experiences going on different courses getting different mentors and you know you'll just have lived the life but you you will regret the the, the chances that you you didn't take you'd be like oh why didn't i do that like you know like it's like i remember when i first started working in the company um with the the engineering company the stock was at about i think it was like 30 odd euro or something like that now it's at 650 or something like that it's the biggest learning that i've ever had like do i regret not buying the stock then no because i didn't i was just out of college i had no money i was broke um and then like you know like it's it's just been a big learning like you know so then i, I know i went off in a little bit of tangent there but like coming back into 2018 you know i started obviously doing more investing in gold and silver but then I was like, right, well, what about Bitcoin? What about cryptocurrency? Like, you know, it's been around for like nine years now. Like, you know, it's if anything, it would have gone by now. It's usually with any sort of not not investing, but any sort of business after the five year mark, if it's still in business, you know that it's doing something right. It may yeah. not have gotten where it needs to get. But after five years of still being in business, you know that it's it's 
it's making traction basically like you know um so i said right grant started having a bit more of an open mind you know i, I did get on to you um i think i think it was 2019 you mentioned about the crypto app and stuff like you know i was like okay and then i think it was 2020 you introduced me to an automated uh, crypto uh, platform. So I was like, like, jump on that. Like, why not? Like, I mean, yeah. why, what's, what's the, what's the worst that can happen? Like, and I always put it down to three scenarios. Worst case scenario is you lose your money, right? That's literally the worst case scenario. And if you're going in and you don't have a pot to piss in and you're putting your last three, four, five hundred thousand euro into something, then more fool you, like, you know, you need to get educated first. You need to take a course with Dini, <laughs> you know, you need to get educated. But that's the worst case scenario, lose a bit of money. As I said, you can get that back. The most probable scenario is you get your, you get your money back and you make a little bit of profit. And then the, the, that, that's the most probable scenario. Like, you know, that's the, it's like a bell curve. The majority of people are going to get their money back and are going to make a little bit of profit, right? Now, how big that profit is obviously depends on how much money they put in in the first place, right? And in the best case scenario is you've quit your dead-end job, you're going off and you're living your life in the Bahamas or wherever. Like, that's literally the best case scenario, right? Um, so I always just kind of weigh up the options, you know, weigh up those scenarios, right? So then I jumped in with the, with the, with the platform of you as well, and I was like, you know what, this, this is good, and um, this is working for me. Um, but I haven't, I haven't delved deep yeah. into crypto, you know, um, it's still quite surface level. It's, I, I'd know a lot more than, than the average person because I have researched You've got your, you've got your you know? toe dipped in. Yeah, you know, You're paying attention to it because I suppose the best way to learn about that is to own some, you know, and yes. you don't have to learn. Oh, big time. Once, once you have the toe dipped in, yeah. you're in the game a little bit. Yeah. And uh, like, I think to transit, because I understood gold and silver hmm. before I understood Bitcoin. I found it was quite an easy transition when I took a deep dive into 100%. Bitcoin because yeah. like I, you mightn't agree with me and that's fine. We can all disagree, but <laughs> I, I view Bitcoin as sound money, you know, just like yeah. gold as sound money. Yeah. Um, and uh, so for me, it was just like, well, this is the digital, this is a digital yeah. version and the world's gone more digital and whether, 100%. You know, I understand it, or, or I'm okay with something that's dematerialized, or something that I can't touch, something that's intangible. It doesn't yeah. matter. The kids behind me live in the digital world. They 100%. get skins for computer games. They get FIFA points. Like, what are they getting? They're getting. They, yeah. They're basically asking for. I don't want something physical. I want something digital. So they intrinsically yeah. already understand it. So that's yeah. the move we. That that's the the world we move to. Whether yeah. I can get it or, or or anyone else can't get the fact that you know, that, that, that a lot of the things in our world are, have already been dematerialized or turned into yep. software. And, and why would, you know, why would store of value not be the same? Now, whether that takes 50 years <laughs> or a decade yeah. or a hundred years, I don't know, but I don't see a futuristic world where we are immersed in the metaverse that we are using a physical when everything else is digital. Yeah. But the time 100%. I, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's pretty awesome, man. What else I want to ask you here? Have I got through all my questions? We talked a little bit about Cashflow Club uh, yep. Ireland. So I suppose I'll ask you, what would your advice be? You being the cash flow man. So let's say I have no <laughs> investing. I don't do any investing, yeah. but 
I'm after reading Robert Kiyosaki and I'm after understanding nice. I've been thinking like a poor dad all my life and I, I want to start thinking okay. like a rich dad. What's, yeah. what's some, what's, you know, maybe one or two easy steps for someone to take to try and get, you know, on the financial ladder? Yeah. Um, I, I always kind of bring it back to basically why did you get started in the first place? Like, like what was the trigger for you to pick up, you know, let's say Robert Kiyosaki or any sort of other book as well. Like, you know, I want more financial education, <laughs> you know, and then it, it comes down to, well, why do you want more money? What, what are you lacking in your life that you need more money? You know, A Ferrari. <laughs> Lovely. Um, but then it's a case of like, why do you want the Ferrari? Is it a case of like, you want the Ferrari because you want to show off your friends or I want to hear that bad boy, man. <laughs> you know, so it is a case of like, basically, you know, why, why did you get started? And to, to hone in on the kind of why you got started, not, not your why is, you know, they say, oh, do, do things because of your why and stuff. Why did you get started, right? Remember why you got started because it's going to be an emotional roller coaster because money, currency, financial education, taxes, all that sort of stuff, you know, they say money doesn't bring you happiness, but I've never seen someone cry when they get paid unless they look at the, the amount of tax that they are after I have to pay in as well, <laughs> you know? But I've never seen someone being like, oh my God, it's, it's payday my head's wrecked like do you know what i mean it's like yay it's payday like you know you know when, when people win the lotto they're celebrating with champagne like you know money is such an emotional subject currency wealth generation financial education such an emotional subject so when you got when you start like know that you're going to be triggered know that you're going to be triggered by even certain words that people say even like, you know, all the rich are greedy, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, they should do this or they should give out more money and all. And they do blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. But the one thing is, because it's an emotional roller coaster, never, ever get off the roller coaster when you're upside down, you know. Stay on it. Stay the course, you know. Buy into a course. Get a mentor. Get, like, someone who has experience, who has the knowledge as well, you know. Start thinking about what it is that you like to do. If time and money were no, like no problem, like if you had all the money in the world and all the time in the world, what would you do? And 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 if that was like oh, travel the world or you know go set up an orphanage in Africa or whatever, you know, start working your way towards doing that. Do what like I know this sounds cliche as well. It's like do what you know brings you life. You know, I love working with people. That, that that brings me life. I love hosting cash flow board games. I love seeing those, you know, moments where people just, you know, just that shift, you know, it's like thing and it's like their eyes are wide open. Like, I love that. I love talking to people, sitting down with my clients and it's like, boom, you know, it's that. Like, I love sharing stuff, you know. I, I, I live by the, the, the Chinese proverb, Dini, that like if someone gives you something of value, and, and, and you benefit from it. You have a moral obligation to share with others. Like that, that's, how, that's how I live my life. If someone gives me something and I benefit from it, it's like, right, I'm going to like pay it forward, bless it forward, whatever you want to say, I'm going to give it forward. So when you're starting off, like start dabbling in a few things, like, you know, jump into the crypto industry, jump into real estate course, whatever, jump into, you know, something, get your feet, like get your toes, dip your toes in, stop sitting 
in in the you know in like I kind of imagine my life as like football match where there's so many spectators like stop being a spectator and start playing the game like it's all just a big game you know it's it's literally a game and and how you you play better is that you you get better you get better team you upskill yourself you get more knowledge you start delving in more you go to events I don't know how many events I've been in in the last number of years um, amongst incredible incredible speakers and people you know just immerse yourself in it and watch it watch it just change or your whole life change like the, the, the money comes the and it's not even just about like let's say the currency or like oh a thousand euro comes in or something like that it's the opportunities it's the people that you meet like the likes of you and me Dinny. like you know you mentioned there it's like all this kind of metaverse and this virtual like we're doing it right now we're we're, we're in this kind of virtual world where like we're talking we're having a crack we're yeah. buzzing off each other like you know and it's like that like that to me is like incredible. I'll be I won't be able to sleep tonight, Dinny. Like I'll be that worried. I'll be like, oh, how did that how did that go? Like, you know what I mean? So just you know, be around people as well. And because you can learn so much. And I get it when people are a little bit introverted and they're a little bit like because me and you were we're both quite extroverted people. Like, and I get it if you're a little bit introverted, but tap into that, tap into you know, the the introvert of you as well, and just being like, right. Oh, why am I introverted? Like, oh, well, this, this. And what if I wasn't? Like, start kind of like just being a little kid again and just imagining things and questioning things as well. I know I went off on one there, Dinny, but like- There was a lot in that. There was a lot in yeah, that from, from education know? to getting around the right people to yeah. challenging yourself to investing mm. in the courses. And, you know, it's all, it's, it's all gold and we've all done it. Yeah. And I would yeah. argue the point. I am a bit more of an in- introverted person. I just yeah. had to. I knew that that wasn't gonna. I couldn't go anywhere if I done that. Like so. Yeah. Generally, yeah. I'm. 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 You know, online. I'm like ah. But like in, in real life, <laughs> I'm sort of quiet. I'm like happy enough to be on my own and everything. Yeah. Fun. So. Uh, yeah. But um, Carlo's awesome. Where can the guys follow you? Find you? Yeah. Um. So you can join the Cashflow Club Ireland group if you want. Um. You know. I. You can. Find me on Facebook, Carl Davidson, Instagram, following Carl Davidson. I have Snapchat there. I'm not I'm not too busy on Snapchat, LinkedIn as well. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Not on TikTok yet because I lived in China. So uh <laughs> I won't say any more on that. <laughs> Carl, yeah. man, that was awesome. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Appreciate the opportunity, Dinny. Thank you so much and keep doing what you're doing. It's fantastic.